millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Let's take a moment to just breathe and appreciate the power of the breath. Whatever you're doing now, I want you to inhale for a count of five. Ready? And exhale. Do you meditate? Well, breathing exercises and meditation can reduce stress by increasing oxygen exchange, which reduces blood pressure, slows the heart and releases any tension held in the abdomen. These changes can also benefit your mental state. Concentrating on your breath can bring you into the present, into a state of mindfulness. Breathing exercises have elements of meditation in them, which can give you a sense of calm, peace and balance that can benefit both your overall health and emotional well-being. Meditation has been practiced for thousands of years and was originally meant to help deepen understanding of the sacred and mystical forces of life during which you focus your attention and eliminate the stream of jumbled thoughts that may be crowding your mind. I remember the very first time when I did meditation. I was 13 years old and I was at a drama school, Brayside Drama School, and the head teacher was called Mrs. Peach. And she was a a typical drama teacher. She sort of had these long chiffon scarves and clackety jewelry, you know, and she was very darlings. Um, Anyway, I remember we were in uh, the classroom and she drew the curtains and we were all sat around. There must have been about sort of 10 of us. And she put a candle in the center of the room and she asked us all to sit cross-legged. And we were to stare at this candle, stare at the flame until it burnt (laughs) our eyes. I remember thinking, my eyes are stinging, my eyes are stinging. And then after a few minutes, she then told us to close our eyes. And of course, the imprinted image of that candle was still there flickering away in my mind's eye. It did work because it it seemed to sort of relax me and I kind of went into into a sort of 
trance. And this way of using a candle, as I say, it did work. My mind seemed to be more open and really helped with that, even though I was young, with the stresses and strains of of school life and homework and family life, I did seem a lot calmer. I then moved on, didn't do meditation after that, you know, teenage years got in the way and so on and growing up and all the rest of it. And I didn't give meditation another thought. But then I did do meditation a year before we started filming Most Haunted. In fact, we even conceived Most Haunted. But it really did. I started doing this meditation and it really started to open me up. And as you know from a previous episode, too much of this actually started to cause mayhem in my home. And and I think you know that mayhem means a haunting. And it did begin in my old house. I'd opened something up. My next door neighbor at the time took me to a Buddhist center. And I remember we did a group meditation. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. A woman sat at the front of the group. There were quite a lot of us and invited us all to relax our bodies in our chairs. And she took us through some breath work and then began to talk in a very soft, beautiful voice, describing our souls, as it were, coming out of our bodies and floating above us and seeing our bodies from above and then floating above uh, out of the top of the building and into the sky and above the earth. And she described the most beautiful colors surrounding me and this wonderful sensation of being so light and, and floating through the clouds, like my body was being propelled through the light-filled sky. It was an incredible feeling. She then asked us to find a beach and sort of, I remember my floating body, my toes sinking into the sand and I began to walk along the beach while the the warm water gently lapped at my feet. And And the blue waters were incredibly luminous. It's amazing how I remember so much detail about this meditation session. But I was in so deep that two people had to bring me round. It was an intoxicating experience and one, like I say, I will never, ever forget. That night I slept like I'd never slept before and woke up so refreshed, at peace with myself and the world. Now, whenever I want to relax, I try to remember that peaceful world that I'd found myself in all those years ago. And you know what's so annoying is because it was my neighbor that took me to this Buddhist center, I can't for the life of me remember where it was or the name of it. So I've been trying desperately to find where it was so I could go back again. So here's a question. What's happening to the brain when we meditate? Are we transcending our subconscious into another dimension that the spirits on another plane can more easily connect with? I really think that that is what is happening. Just by breathing slower and trying to become calm and at one with your body and mind can make that thin film between our world and their world thinner. But this is the most important question. Do you want that to happen? I don't mind admitting that I really want to communicate with, say, my dad a lot easier than relying on the tapping and knocking that I get, which is fabulous. Don't get me wrong. And I would just absolutely die of grief if that ever did disappear. I really, really would. But to actually hear his voice in my head, which I have done only a couple of times, which was just, pardon the pun, breathtaking. But 
by meditation and breathing, I may well adjust my vibration. Okay, so I need, we need, you need to change your vibration. And by meditation, you need to make your vibration higher, faster. And they, on the other side, need to make their vibration slower, a lot slower. And then we can meet in the middle. So it's very important that we do this work with meditation so that my dad, for instance, or other spirits can talk to us in our head. And don't just bat it away thinking, oh, I've just heard something. It must be my imagination. Although I have to say, I wouldn't want to hear anything frightening in the middle of the night, like in my head, I'm coming to get you. I mean, I'm terrified enough as it is, as you, as you know, I suffer from night terrors. I mean, I even scream when I hear my own moan just as I'm going to sleep. We all do it. Have you ever done this where you're just about going to go to sleep and you go, Ugh. and it's you, it's your groaning. But I wake up and go, oh my God, oh my God, there's a ghost. <laughs> I'm really pathetic, honestly. When I think about it, some of the best paranormal phenomena has happened to me during a seance. So this is interesting. Sitting quietly around a table in a candlelit room with some very dear close uh, friends, people that you trust, and you close your eyes and you breathe nice and slowly and calmly and try and empty your mind. Are you not in some kind of meditation then? I think so. And by getting into that relaxed state, the spirits can come forward and demonstrate their ability to communicate. Now, as you know, communication with the spirit world is for me all about energy. So I'm kind of um, going against myself really here. You know, one minute I'm saying, relax, think of nothing, <laughs> sit quietly. And now I'm saying, yes, but it's all about energy. Um, so we must go into an investigation with as much energy as we can muster. And only then can you expect something paranormal to occur. So I suppose if you think of them as two different things, sitting in a sitting quietly in a seance calling out in your mind you wish to connect with your loved one you want to connect with your loved one perhaps staring into that candle flame closing your eyes seeing if you can get words or an image in your mind's eye from a loved one could work slowing uh, their vibrations down you heightening yours but perhaps when doing an investigation that's when we need to push our energy as much as we can into the building, into the location where we are. I always imagine myself walking into a dark, cold room and I imagine I try and think of something like a beautiful, bright white light around me, almost like a, a, a firecracker, you know, and I think, push all that energy out of it, push it all out. And the souls that are still lingering in the building are attracted to that light, the energy source, and want to interact with it. Some don't and would rather continue on with what they're doing. But the souls that want to feed off that energy that you're pushing out um, really do try their very best to do things for you, whether that's the, the slightest noise, the slightest tap, knock, maybe the flame flickering in an, in an odd manner. Maybe you do hear a voice very close to your ear. They're working just as hard as you are. You put the work in, they'll put the work in. 
Even when in a seance, I always try to be energetic in my mind. So most times it works. Mind you, there have been plenty of sittings where absolutely nothing has happened whatsoever. But because I believe and I know that our souls out in the ether that want to communicate, I keep that energy and belief each time I sit. One of the most incredible experiences I've had whilst in a meditative state and during a seance was with my husband, Carl, and my two best friends, Paul and Helen Wales. It was in our home many years ago. And if you've ever seen pictures uh, or footage of our dining room, you'll know it's a large room. We've got a uh, a suit of armor in, in in the corner, a um, big fireplace, and it has a large oak dining table and it's placed in the center. While we were all sat, two on each side facing each other, I had a piece of paper and pen and Carl asked the spirits if they could use my body to write a message for us on the paper. So a lot of people will know this is automatic handwriting. Um, I quickly went into a very sleepy state, breathing deeply and steadily. And it wasn't long before the table began to knock and creak. Slowly the knocking and creaking began to get louder and louder. And then the heavy table, it's a really heavy oak table, began to lurch up and down. My hand scribbled various letters and shapes, but nothing really decipherable. But then, apparently, I began to speak in a deep voice. And as I did, the table began to jump and bang over to the other side of the room towards the fireplace. It was really quite frightening, exciting and exhilarating. And my voice kept shouting out, be quiet. <laughs> as you can imagine, everyone shut up and the table continued to jump around the room. Unbeknownst to me, tears had begun to fall from my eyes for what reason I still do not know. Uh, but then the table stopped moving and I then, according to Carl, had to be brought out of whatever it was I'd gone into. I have to say, from what I do remember, I felt like I was in a thick fog, a nice warm mist that was enveloping me. I remember little snippets, but not much about the seance. It was an experience I will never forget. And it all began from just sitting quietly and breathing deeply breathing deeply. I remember dropping my head down to my chest, my chin on my chest, breathing deeply. And then I remember my hand started moving. And that's really as much as I remember clearly. If you've never tried it, again, only with close friends and people that you trust, try sitting, try automatic handwriting and just get into that meditative state. And who knows, it might work for you. Now, I've tried recently to get into the same uh, meditation state, but it didn't quite manage it. I believe right now I need to practice a lot more because I haven't done it as much as I should do. And so each week, myself, Carl, Paul and Helen sit We've had the most wonderful experiences happening to us from voice phenomena to objects moving all on their own in the room. If you really want to communicate with your departed loved ones, and I know that many of you do, then begin with this first step, and that is to learn to breathe all over again and then to meditate. 
So let's look at the benefits of breathing exercises. According to Harvard Medical School, deep breathing exercises provide a number of medical benefits. Increased oxygen exchange, a slower heartbeat, lower and stabilized blood pressure, a reduction of tension in the abdomen. I need a bit of that. Reduction in feelings of stress or anxiety. And I believe that's so important because so many people have been feeling very stressed and anxious over the last few years. Whilst breathing exercises may not be a full stress management technique, they are clinically proven to lessen the symptoms of stress or anxiety and can be employed whenever and wherever needed. In fact, the NHS recommends practicing breathing exercises on a regular basis or even part of a daily routine. I want to let you know about an amazing new offer just for you. We're launching a new weekly bonus series, Yvette Investigates. Each week, we'll be releasing a new episode as part of an investigation into a paranormal event or phenomena with leading experts and historians. For just 99 pence a week, you get this exclusive bonus episode delivered into your podcast feed, as well as getting our main episode ad-free and a day earlier than everybody else. There's three different tiers you can subscribe to. Head to paranormalpod.co.uk now to find out how to subscribe and become one of our podcast paranormal investigators. As a special thanks, we'll even give the first 50 paranormal investigators a shout out and a big thank you on the podcast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
Welcome back. Before we're joined by our guest today, my wonderful friend, Paul Wales, we had a follow-up email from Melissa, who was finding herself being muted from the paranormal, which you can listen back to in our episode on the Bermuda Triangle. Hi, Yvette, Molly and team. I have some updates regarding our previous conversation, Re the Muter. Thank you again, Yvette, for reading out my email on the Bermuda episode and I have taken your advice. I've gone back to my mediumship class and I'm working hard on meditation to see what comes. Alongside that, I've been discussing with my teacher this whole situation and a couple of interesting things have come up. My mother has recently described to me how I was as a baby, generally happy, but at night time I would scream and scream until I was sick if left alone. At nine months, I would throw myself out of the cot and crawl to find my parents. My mum said the screaming was curdling like pain or fear. Through a recent meditation and working with my teacher, we've seen that I most likely could see spirits at a young age. She describes me being visited by advanced beings that I was not old enough to comprehend, and they in turn did not understand I was too young, and they only perceive your light. At some point from this, I had a block placed on me either by guides or perhaps gatekeepers to prevent me seeing. I thought this may be of interest as I know Yvette had something similar later in life where a man closed a door for her, which he said would never reopen. I'm wondering if I'm the same. Another interesting point that arose was that as a baby in the womb, I was a twin uh, and the twin sadly uh, didn't make it to this realm with me and was lost fairly early on. My teacher believes that encountering death at this early age may have triggered a link to the other side that was stronger than perhaps it should have been. Although I'm working hard, this block is definitely there. And my guides say that this uh, is in preparation for something. It makes me wonder how many people have had their gates shut due to age or spiritual naivety. And is there a request service to fling them open? Anyway, I'm currently still living as a muter, but I'm going to the most haunted event at Oliver Cromwell's place. So I'll see how I get on there. I hope I don't block the experience for everyone. Well, hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for your email. Well, I would agree with everything that your teacher has told you. I believe that some people are given a gift, uh, perhaps that they cannot control. And for some reason, it is blocked for their own health. Now, as you probably guessed, uh, a muter or blocked is somebody that can't connect with the other side or the other side doesn't want to connect with them for whatever reason. They're shut down, they're muted, they're blocked. And I think that Melissa, her teacher, when she's doing her meditation, I think they have it bang on, absolutely right. Well, as you mentioned, Melissa, yes, I did have a block uh, put on me, but it was due to so much paranormal activity happening all around me that I didn't want it anymore. It was really frightening me. But I do believe I've got it back. Not as powerful as it once was, but it's definitely there. And I put that down to many years of sitting and investigating. You too, Melissa, will get it back. And it sounds to me like you're doing the right thing and working with good people who will guide and protect you. Now, let us know how you get on. We're all keen to join you on your spiritual journey. Now, I'm joined by 
one of my best friends. I've already mentioned him at the top of the show. Um, his beautiful wife, Helen, and his lovely self. We uh, have known each other for many years. We've investigated locations together. We've done many seances and sittings together. They're family to myself and Carl. Um, it's our lovely guest, Paul Wales, and he's here to talk to us about the power of the breath. So I've had so many emails from you saying all you want to be able to do is to connect with your loved ones that have passed on. Well, this got me thinking. What you need is someone who can guide you to be able to do perhaps just that, which brought me to my wonderful, beautiful, one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Paul Wales. Now, Paul does a wonderful thing. I, I use the word does. It's not the right word, I know. Uh, Kriya Yoga, which is the art of living an empowered life. And it's not just about that. It's about the breath and the power of the breath and how this is the beginnings of how we can help ourselves to become better, happier, um, more at one with ourselves and therefore being able to open up to the other side. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vet. So kind of you to ask me uh, to come along. Well, why not? You're one of my best mates. Goodness me. And, and, <laughs> and, and lots of people, lots of people think, oh, gosh, you know, how do you know all this about the, the Kriya Yoga? And um, well, well, the thing is, Paul and I and his lovely wife, Helen, and myself uh, and Carl, we've known each other for many, many years. And um, we do what's called sittings together, don't we? We sit and we talk out That's and we, right. we ask we for things to happen. And we've had some of the most amazing, amazing results from the other side. So, and I've noticed over the years, Paul, that you have actually progressed um, and to the point now where you're actually seeing spirit and you are, you're becoming like this, I'm going to call you a guru because that's exactly <laughs> in my mind what you are, because you are a spiritual teacher. You're a oh, spiritual you. teacher. Yeah, but you are. So let's go right back to the beginning for you. When did your love of the paranormal and spirituality all begin? Well, I guess it's, it's really just been a life's journey. I mean, I don't talk openly about my whole life at all, really. But as a child, I would see things in rooms. I'd walk into a room and I'd be, I would, I would see a shimmery effect in the corner. And uh, as later on as, as life went on, I, I realised that these were spirit people walking into rooms and being quite scared as a young kid to go in there. And you can imagine what your parents say, no, oh, don't be silly. There's not people in rooms. But there, there truly was. There truly was. And I just took this for granted growing up and uh, going to school. You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell your school friends about things like that. You'd have the Mickey no. taken out of you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that led me on to um, other aspects of, of uh, development as um, I, I entered the world of martial arts. Wow, and that, that really opened up my awareness through simply our, our sensei would get us to kneel down at the beginning of every lesson. We did some breathing and we did a meditation. And this simply opened up an inner awareness to the outer world. Mm. So I'd start to feel what people were doing. I could, I could sense their thoughts and aspects of them in their life um, previously and possibly things that may happen in the future. Um, through the world of martial arts. And that's where I bumped into your lovely husband, Carl, bless him. <laughs> and he, he, was all, he was one of my teachers. I, I used to train with Carl regularly, um, and he was a great influence um, on, on that ability to, to move with that mind and body together, effortless movement through the world of martial arts. And then as, as you have to get married, you have kids, and, and all this aspect of things seem to get on a back burner. Um, 
you do what everything you're told in life you know you you, you buy a house mm. you you get married you have children and you live happily ever after but unfortunately that didn't happen that didn't happen in that case um unfortunately i'm separated from my uh, my ex-wife and my two lovely boys who i love dearly uh, in fact it gave me time to be a bit more by myself to come back in the moment and and look back at where i had traveled from to where i was and i rented a house at, at that point and i was going through uh, one of the rooms in this house and there was a book life after death and that started the wheels turning once again mm. and there's all aspects about sitting the seances like we do mm. the ability to sit in that quiet but also that connection to the other world as we do but connection to life itself yeah, that you just found a book like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was just randomly. I was going through one of the rooms and it was in the corner. Like, you know, was was it dropped there by the other world? Was it there all the time? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. That was, you're destined to to, to do what, what you do. Yeah. So, sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. Carry on. So then, yes, yeah, so you had this time to reflect and, and you found the book. Yeah, that got my cogs turned in my mind. And I go, Wow. Do you know what? As a kid, I did I did witness that stuff. As a kid, I did feel this stuff, and as a kid, I did feel things of other people. You know, I can remember uh, my stomach would churn sometimes when you're you're around angry people, or there was fight and conflict. As a child, I could feel this in my stomach, and it would it would be really painful. So I got to understand that connection to life and how it affects us. Soon after that, I I, I was fortunate enough to meet lovely Helen my wife <laughs> i asked her out for a drink one night and, and she said yes wow and um <laughs> we, we sat we sat down talking and wow she had lots of experiences just like me as a kid mm. i could not believe it and we had so much in common on that on that side of things so then we ex we ex started to explore the world of mediumship trance states that led us into uh, physical sittings with physical phenomena like we've had you know with you and carl mm -hmm. and that and that was a, a big education that all the thoughts I had as a kid and things I saw and things that happened I couldn't label, all of a sudden I could label. They were real. Actually, that presence was real in the room, which that tended to open up my heart to, to give me trust back into, into life itself, really. Mm. I, I was starting to feel like I fit in a little bit more. And you've worked with lots of different people. You've for years you've sat with with Helen and done some fantastic, fab, fabulous work. And some of that, you know, I've not been involved in. And you tell me these things, and I'm like, oh my god, that's that's incredible. <laughs> and every Thursday night, myself and Carl and Paul and Helen, we all sit together and we we contact the other the other side, and and it is absolutely phenomenal. But you also now have been for many years as I mentioned at the beginning, Kriya Yoga. Um, and it, it, tell me if I'm wrong, it, Kriya Yoga at, at the sort of levels of pranayama, and, and mantra and mudra techniques, I don't know what any of them are, um, but that's what I've read. <laughs> but these things together, these levels that you've been doing for years, they actually help with the spiritual development. And so using your breath and these techniques, you are able to develop and open up, almost like a flower opening up, isn't it, to exactly, the other side? Yeah. Am I wrong or am I right? Yeah, brilliant. You are a flower. And it's, your petals are like the lotus flower. It's just these petals are opening up and the more 
you get attuned to that, you open up so much more. And this is an infinite opening that happens to us. Of all these lovely, lovely people that are, are listening to the podcast, and it makes me upset because some of the, the emails are very sad and some people have had terrible times and, and a lot of them are going through grief, a lot through depression and so on. Uh, I'm not saying everybody is, but also people yeah. do, like yeah. I said, they also want to open themselves up. They want to connect with the other side. Some of them are too frightened to do so. And you know, I'm a little bit like that. Yeah. And so I thought by bringing you in, I thought each week at the end of every show, you could do a sort of a, a, a little session and it all starts with the breath. So I thought we could we could start there. So do you want to explain about the, the, the techniques that you use? Yeah, sure. I mean, we breathe in and out 24,000 times a day. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when you do your sums, it's 24,000. It's quite a number, isn't it? And um, Yeah. And I reckon that probably more than half of the planet, more than half of the people that walk on the planet don't breathe efficiently, don't breathe in a way that brings their mind and body together and creates a lovely life force inside, a good, a lovely healing body that takes on no disease and, and, and no illness, no fear, no anxiety, no stress, simply by altering the way you breathe. And it doesn't get any simpler than that. The Kriya Yoga that we, that we teach and we introduce to people is more of a Western Kriya Yoga because people haven't got time to travel up mountains <laughs> and sit in caves and uh, no. visit a guru for instruction. Yes. We send people on with five breaths and these five breaths simply work on the chakra the energy centers of the body and awakens all of these energy centers via simply via the action of the breath which then in turn is then opening you up as you say opening you up to the side exactly yeah, yeah. We, we we have this infinite source of power within us and we allow the outside world to influence this inner world but through the careers and through the breathing and through the meditation you open up your inside world and then you become an observer of the outside world. You don't, you don't enter into its dramas and, and all the chaos, especially what we've just gone through. Mm. And with that opening, your awareness grows to such a degree. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I can remember taking a small group through some breathing practice. They were all, you could see that their shoulders come back, their chest was open, their head was upright and, and, there was just joy in their face from just simply two or three minutes of changing the way they breathe. Isn't that fascinating? You wouldn't even think that, would you? You just take it for granted, like you say. No, exactly. I, I, I went to a group up north uh, in Northampton and uh, I sat down with this group. It was a self-help group and there was a lot of people in there of different, in different places. And um, as I always do, I just say, right, let's simply do some breathing. Let's all come back to the breath. Close your eyes and breathe. And we just simply breathe in and breathe out for about two and a half to three minutes. And then I, I got everyone to open their eyes, sit up straight. And the guy that was taken that was the leader of the group, he said, Paul, 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 my heart's, my heart stopped. I can't feel my heart. I can't feel my heart. <laughs> so I went into a <laughs> oh bit of panic God. and I, I looked at him and just and felt into him. Yeah. And he said to me, Paul, my heart has been beating hard in my chest for 11 years. And after that couple of minutes of breathing, I can't feel my heart. Wow, just like that. Just like that, as simple as that. So if everybody could en encompass a change in the way they breathe, embrace that we can make change in our bodies, that changes life itself, helps us to connect to the spirit world, our loved ones on the other side, and reconnect to life itself and enjoy life. 
24,000 times a day. If you could, if you could do 12,000 a day, <laughs> you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you are. I, I, I absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's absolutely wonderful. So, I mean, you are a very calm person anyway, and you resonate calmness. It, it really is wonderful. I mean, Molly, our producer, after she spoke to you, she went, oh, he's so lovely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you don't really know like I do. No, no, I'm joking. Um, so ultimately, what, what, what I'd like you to do now, if it's okay, yeah, sure. um, is it possible for you to sort of take me through a couple of minutes of as if you're teaching me? Okay. Well, firstly, I just want to just mention the word Kriya, yoga. Kriya, Kriya is action and Ya is awareness. So through the breathing practice we're going to do together, you will become more aware of the action of your breath. And yoga is union. So we will bring in... We're bringing you closer to God, closer to that creative force. We're bring, or we're bringing your mind and body together. It's unity, unity of your family. Unity is bringing everything together. So if you sit there, sit upright, nice and upright, over the back straight, head up straight. Close your, just close your eyes softly as you can. Mm-hmm. And everybody do Ready? this as well. Obviously, if you're not dri- if yes. you're driving, then don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> not okay. too because you're going to close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So just try this now. Go on then, Paul. Carry on. Sorry, I'll shut up now. That's fine. So, so close your eyes. I just want you to breathe in through the nose. Allow the breath just to go where it goes, and then breathe out through the nose, and back in through the nose and back out through the nose. So now be aware, bring your awareness to the action of that breath as it enters through your nose, into your throat and into your lungs. And then as it leaves your lungs and comes up the throat and back out through the nose. So just feel the the motion, feel the action of that breath as you hear my voice. Breath comes in and the breath goes out. So now just be aware as the air comes in, does it feel cooler as it comes in? And then as the breath goes out, is there a subtle warmth to the breath? Yes, very subtly. Yes, very subtly. So just be aware of that. Use that awareness you have to focus on that and the action of the breath itself. I haven't breathed this slowly for a very long time, by the way. Now just put your hand on your tummy. As you're breathing, continue the breath. Put your hand on the tummy and just feel that your tummy is, as you breathe in, your tummy extends. And then as you breathe out, you want your tummy to come in. Still aware of that breath, that movement of the breath. Breathe in, the tummy comes out. And breathe out and the tummy comes in. Now this is your 24-7 breath. This is the way everybody should breathe in. Breathe in, tummy goes out. Breathe out, the tummy comes in. Right, got it. Okay, so now as you breathe in, you use your tummy, the breath gets longer. As you breathe out, the out breath becomes longer. Breathe in, the tummy goes out. Breathe out, and the tummy goes in. I can't do it for too long. Okay, I'll I'll speed up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) There's only so much. My stomach. Oh, my God. Yes, it takes practice, actually. Would it take a lot of practice? 
Well, you know, that is a good that is a good example of how that you're not breathing into your tummy because you're you're finding some restrictions there. So ah. it's a great thing to start building up on yourself. The more oxygen we we can move in and out of our body, the more of that exchange of oxygen, the, re, the release of carbon dioxide, a more efficient breath. I tell you what I am seeing in my in my mind's eye, Paul, as I'm doing this is I'm seeing like as if I'm driving the car and everything's whooshing past. Oh, wow, Does that okay, make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that a good thing? Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you're, you're, you're changing. Like I said to you, it takes two or three minutes for this gentleman's heart to stop pounding. Within a few seconds, there's a change going on, on within you. Your focus, ability to focus is changing. Your ability to see in your mind's eye is changing. So that ability to connect to the other world is changing by simply altering the breath. So let's go back to that in-breath. Just breathe in again. I'll do it a bit quicker this time. So breathe in, tummy goes out. Breathe out, and tummy goes in. Be 100% aware of the movement as the breath comes in. Breathe in. And breathe out. Now focus on the noise of the breath as you breathe in. Use your ears to listen to your breath and breathe out. Mm, like the sea. That's good. Breathe in, listen to that noise and breathe out. So now just step into that natural motion of the breath, your breath. So forget I'm breathing with you, just breathe into right. your inner breath and breathe out. Breathe, breath goes in. Just find that natural motion within you. Right, you got it. Yeah. Okay. So now, as you're breathing it in and out, I just want you to feel your body. Your body's gently expanding from every part of your body, from the sides, the front, the soles of your feet, the top of your head. You're just gently expanding every time you breathe in. Oh, I can feel that. Isn't that amazing? An and I feel a bit tingly, on. tingly, tingly. There's energy moving in your body in areas where it probably hasn't moved for a long time. So when we when we come to the breath, we breathe in, we breathe out. The mind just follows suit. The mind calms. You may not be so aware of that, but the mind calms and, and allows your awareness to be aware of more. With a calm mind, you become aware of far more. So all your listeners who are trying to contact the spirit world, contact the other side, calm that breath, breathe into your tummy. Allow the tummy to expand and contract. Blend into that, feel that breath, make it your breath. It's a very powerful thing. And then gently feel your whole being expand, 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 expand. This is infinite. This can go into the room you're in, the house you're in, the universe. And then within that expansion are your loved ones. The ones that you are wanting to speak to, to see, to feel their love. And on many of the seances that we've had with Carl and Vet, the most wonderful thing I've felt in those seances is love and compassion through the heart. You won't feel it anywhere else. It's the most amazing thing. So go always go back to your breath. Is my tummy moving? And then if the mind is calm, allow yourself just to expand. Allow this energetic body to expand. So I hope that is of help. Oh, yes, absolutely. My Everything's tingling. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so the breath, 
the, the breath itself, when you move on to, to breathing practices, you can actually breathe into every cell of your body. And that's what you've started to do with the tingling effect. That tells me that there's energy moving in different parts of you, which probably hasn't been there before. No, I'd be interested to see um, that, you know, you listening, you know, did you feel a tingling sensation? How did you feel? Did you see anything? How wonderful is that? How has this and spiritualism helped you in your life and your family? Has it helped you to become this calm person, to look at things in a different way, not get involved in arguments and so on? It has, it has totally. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. It wasn't. I didn't realise this until I was, I was um, helping my Swami, Swami Alinanda Paramahansa, who, who was my career teacher. Good grief! <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that again. Yeah. Swami Alinanda. Alinanda Paramahansa. I can't even say it. I'll have to get. I'll have to have a glass of wine or two to say that one. How wonderful! <laughs> but she, she is an amazing, wonderful teacher. And I was I was with her on one of her uh, weekend workshops, and she asked me to come to the front and just to sit with her. And then one of the people in the, in the crowd said, um, "So, Paul, how has Kriya Yoga affected you?" And I thought, "Well, I just I just feel the same like I do normally." In my mind, I'm going to feel the same as I do normally. But Helen, my wife, was there, so I said to Helen, "I said, Helen, could you just tell them how I've changed?" Wow, she went on for twenty oh, minutes. Oh, bless her! Explaining oh. how calm I yeah. am. How I don't react to things in life. How, how there's no dramas, there's no problems. He seems to just find the solutions. She went on and I, and I was gobsmacked. My jaw dropped because I didn't know that about myself because I'm, I don't see myself on a daily basis. So I just live it. So, yeah, the, re- the, results, the results were outstanding outstanding and I didn't realize that (laughs) I mean I've seen you and you are the calmest person that I know so I can highly highly recommend that you listen to Paul and also if you want to get in touch with Paul you can email him at this address it's all lowercase Paul says just breathe at gmail.com that's Paul says just breathe at gmail.com he's on Instagram and the handle is Paul says just breathe Facebook paul.says.gmail.com just.breathe and Twitter at Paul Says Just. So you've got all of those things there. Please get in touch with Paul if you have any questions, if you want to go uh, and have, because I know that you do um, lessons as well, don't you? Sessions? Yeah, I do session. Yeah, teaching, groups, small groups, big groups, any, any size, one to one. Absolutely. And I can thoroughly, thoroughly recommend them. Absolutely. If you want to be calm and in tune with uh, your spiritual side and connect with the other side, then this is the chat to help you. Well, thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories. Come on, don't be shy at this address. It's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. And we are on WhatsApp. Do give us a call. You never know, I could answer the phone. The number is 075-999-27537. That's 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and our handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit us at this address. It's www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember, things aren't always as they seem.
when you become anxious and your heart is pounding, come back to your breath. Take yourself back into the breath of rest and digest, where your body heals itself. Breathe in through the nose for a count of three, and out the mouth as if you're blowing through a straw for a count of six, allowing your tummy to expand on the in-breath and contract on the out. So, breathe in, one, two, three, and out, one, two, three, four, five, six, and in, and out. And in, and out. And in, and out. In just four or five breaths, that's all it takes to change the action of your breath from one of controlling you to one you are controlling and seeing your full potential. Living life of self-empowerment in every breath. So remember, Paul says, just breathe. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.